Hey friends, welcome to today's episode. Oh my goodness, do I remember being so stressed out about how to protect my business and my podcast when I got started. And I remember scouring the internet trying to figure out how to form a business or figure out the legal stuff that I needed to know. What was a contract? What was a trademark? What was a copyright? And really just struggling and being super overwhelmed and not having any idea where to start. And that's exactly why I have brought on my friend and the brilliant attorney, Andrea Sager, who owns The Legalpreneur. That's a podcast and it's a brand for business owners just like us. I love Andrea so much because her area of expertise is exactly what we do podcasters, course creators, and coaches. So guys, she goes through with us today three really simple um, steps to protecting our businesses. And she doesn't make it complicated. She really keeps it super simple. And she goes in order so that you know the right way to start. You know what to actually get done when. You can relax knowing your business is set up correctly. Um, You don't have to be afraid that you're missing something or messing up the legal. And you're really set up for big success. So three, two, one, let's get lawyered up. Welcome to the Stephanie Gass Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. I believe that when we come together as daughters of the king, we will create true change here on earth. And we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes, and amen to that anointing over our lives. I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world, you are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. All right, friend, I can't believe it, but it's about that time. It's time for you to scale your podcast. If you're listening to this episode, you obviously have a podcast. You obviously have a business. You're ready to profit and actually make income and impact from your business. Yes or yes? I know. That is why I created Podcast to Profit Mastermind. Guys, this is my 90-day mastermind program for podcasters. And it is not for the faint of heart. Don't even go to the website if you ain't ready to do the work. Okay, like we dig in so deep into flushing out your avatar, who you're called to serve. We go so deep. Um, I teach you how to get into the weeds of what your person truly, really wants. I have you guys revamp so many pieces of your podcast, optimize the SEO and the keywords and the titling so that you can start to have massive growth in a very short amount of time. We then go into creating your thing or optimizing your thing, whether it be coaching or courses, and I teach you how to actually build them. There is a tech tutorial for every single step in Podcast to Profit, by the way, which is super new. This is PPU 2.0, folks. This is PPU 2.0, P2P, P2P 2.0, all the P's. 
We have totally reworked this program from beginning to end. And so I am talking every single thing I ask you to do inside a podcast to profit has an Excel spreadsheet that goes with it or a workbook that goes with it or a tutorial that goes with it. It's not just training you how to do the pieces, but actually making sure that you do them, you finish them and you're accountable to them. Along with the training, you have the breakout sessions with me where I do power coaching with you. Every other week, you have office hours with my team and you have so much community to get you through. Guys, there is a reason that every single graduating class from this program is still standing. We have 100% of people graduate podcast to profit that start. Why? Because there is so much accountability. There is so much to make sure that you do this work. There ain't no way that you're not going to see it through to the other side. So what do you walk away with when you're done with my 12-week immersion profit program for podcasters? You have got a streamlined podcast. You have learned how to make your show rank, grow, and thrive, get seen, organic growth, and marketing strategies all locked and loaded. You have a streamlined coaching offer and or course offer. You know how to sell. You have an optimized sales page. You know how to do the back end of all the tech, receive payments, do bookings, all of those pieces. And most importantly, you have a community of other kingdom-led, faith-led entrepreneurs just like you, who you are now yoked up with, who are going to encourage you, walk beside you, and be partnered with you in your growth. It is truly an exceptional experience. And I just ask you to start praying over this if this could be right for you. We have just opened applications to the first ever P2P 2.0. You can head to podcast to profit mastermind, podcast to profit mastermind.com. We already have 16 people on the wait list and there are only 30 spots. So if this has been on your heart and you want to get into the spring slash summer, graduating class of Podcast to Profit, I want you to go get your application in right now. I pray that this is the time for you and I pray that the right people are gonna say yes to this opportunity because I know that this has your name all over it and I can't help, can't wait to help you take your podcast to the next level. All right, let's talk to my girl, Andrea. All right, we have Andrea here from Legalpreneur. You guys heard how awesome she is in the intro. And I'm so excited to have like a super chill down to earth lawyer friend who can like bring us some wisdom without all the confusion today. So Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I like to, I like to say that I put a little fun spin on the legal stuff, but I try to live up to it as well. So yeah, let's see what we can do today. Kind of a blend. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Like, what is your legal expertise? What are you doing on a daily basis? Tell us a bit about Legalpreneur. Yeah. So we, oh my gosh, so much has changed over the past four years. I, I started in big law, you know, I got the big firm job. I sat on the 38th floor in Cincinnati, watched, I could literally watch a Cincinnati Reds game from my office. Like it was the most beautiful looking thing from the outside looking in. Yes. It was so fancy, like the fancy office. Like it was just so posh. Like it was quote unquote, the dream job. Yeah. But on the inside, it was very much very miserable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I started working, I was, I had an eight month old and that was strategic. I mean, I told my, you know, my ex-husband at the time, I, Hey, I'm not going to have kids in my first few years. If you want a baby, it's got to happen now. Yeah. So I was the youngest person at the firm to have a kid. Okay. And I would go home at a decent hour 
put my son to bed and then work from home the rest of the evening. Right. But that wasn't enough. They wanted butt in seat in the office. And which is so funny because now nobody's butt in seat in nope. the office. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but it was such a blessing in disguise because I had a, I mean, I'm just a serial entrepreneur and a previous business I had, I, Though that network of business owners, they were constantly coming to me at the firm. They just couldn't afford the rates because it was a big firm. It sure. was not, it was not affordable. And I saw the need firsthand. And finally I had a, I had a client that was like, I don't care how much it is. I want to work with you. I need to get a trademark done. And I'm like, great. I'm a first year associate. The firm's going to love me because I'm bringing in business. And I literally had a partner tell me to my face this is a small business. They're not quality clients. We do not want them. Wow. And I think a lot of us have these defining moments in our lives where we're like, okay, what I'm currently doing is not what I'm meant to be doing. Sure. And that was it for me. I remember standing there in his office, just looking and feeling so dumbfounded. I remember that, you know, that pit you get in your stomach. And I was like, okay, this is not the place for me. And just seeing firsthand that there was a whole clientele that needed to be served and nobody was serving them or mm. they just, they just didn't know where to go. And I remember sitting in the office thinking that would be so cool if I could be that go-to, I could become known as like the go-to online business attorney. And yes. yeah, I remember, I clearly remember sitting there and having these thoughts and fast forward four years later, I, I'm the go-to online business attorney. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, it's amazing to see like what can happen when you have this vision and you just pursue it, you pursue your true desires. And so, you know, I, I launched my own firm very soon after that. And it, our, the, the firm grew really quickly. Well, we also created our legalpreneur membership, mm -hmm. which created the legalpreneur company and very much legal resources, even more affordable than the firm. Because yeah. the firm, I tell people, look, we're not the most affordable. We're not the cheapest, but we're not the most expensive, very much middle of the road. Mm -hmm. And I just realized, hey, like what we've created with this legalpreneur brand, this has the potential to reach the masses. Sure. And so now that's what we're doing. We are transitioning. I mean, we're officially a VC funded startup and wow. yeah, <laughs> like we are building an app. We are really just doing everything we can to provide as much value as possible to the online business owners to provide them their legal stuff that they need because without it, number one, they don't know where to go. Yep. They don't know what they don't know. It seems so scary and intimidating. They think it's going to be so expensive. And so we do our best to get in front of people and help them realize, Hey, we know this is your fear. And we know this is what has been, you know, the long time archaic story around the legal stuff, but it doesn't have to be like that. Sure. If you attack it up front. You're proactive about it. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be intimidating. And you can use legal to truly empower and grow your business. And so that's what we're doing with legal. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. Thank I'm so you. excited for you. Um, I know that for me, same thing. It's like, do I find a legal company where I live? And, you know, and then I went off referral basis and then I went with the big firm and then they were super expensive, but then they didn't specialize in what I do. And mm -hmm. I ended up finding you, I think through another, maybe through Angie or whatever, but looking at the contract bundle. And so that's where I started with you guys. And I got this contract bundle from Andrea and it had literally everything in it that I needed 
to run this business successfully. And then from there realized, oh my gosh, you guys have so many more awesome resources for me to learn about, you know, trademarking and all these pieces. So, but I want to start with is here, you, you know, a bit about my audience, you know, we're going to assume they've started this business and they have a podcast and they're, I'm going to say that they're starting, they're not super profitable if at all yet, Mm -hmm. they're probably in their first year. Um, there, I do have about 10% who are super successful. You know, they've passed Mm -hmm. the six figure benchmark, but the majority are like, you know, they're just like, let's do this. I'm in the messy yes, middle. Yes. Middle's like That's my the favorite. best place. Yes. It's so good, right? It's like, it's before it's hard. You're like, you think it's hard, but you're, it's really not hard yet. <laughs> it's that honestly, that's such a fun place to be because you're learning so much. Yeah. And so everything's much. hard. I heard this a while ago and you just re- repeated it earlier. Everything's hard until it's not, you know, mm-hmm. and there's always an answer and there's always a resource and there's always an expert for every single thing you need. So let's begin. What are the basic legal protections? Like basic, they don't have a lot of money to spend and they're trying to like duct tape their business together over there. Cause I know her, mm-hmm. I see you Lola. Okay. Yeah. What should they be starting with baseline? There are three things they need to be starting with. Number one is your business entity. This is how you legally operate your business. And If you go to any Facebook group and you ask somebody, Hey, should I be a sole proprietor or an LLC or an S corp or this or that you're going to get a million different answers from a million different people. But as the go-to attorney for online business owners, I am here to tell you once and for all, (gasps) you need to be an LLC, a limited liability company as soon as possible. Correct. Agree. And even if you're not yet making money out, I will. I'm going to explain why you still need to be an LLC as soon as possible. So whether you have a podcast, you have, if you're building an audience, if you are putting yourself out there as either creating buzz for your future business, or you have a business, you're just not incredibly profitable either way. You now have to see yourself as a business owner. I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a phone call with somebody. She said, you know, I started doing freelance work and I'm trying to decide if I want to, you know, create a business and I'm already, um, you know, I have clients and I was like, girlfriend, you just said you have clients. You have a business. You're a business. (laughs) I was like, you have a business. And that's what I, it just really, every client call that I have, it just opens my eyes to, new, like new fears of, of the business owners. And that's one thing there is just, you don't even realize that you have a business and you don't realize that you have to be protecting yourself. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize it until it's too late. Yeah. So the reason, yeah, the reason that you need an LLC as soon as possible, because I'll hear like, Oh, I, I don't have any assets, so they can't sue me for anything. Or my accountant said to wait until I'm making this much money or for this reason, that reason. So let me illustrate this as quickly as possible. So maybe you have all these fears in your head and you've heard all these things. So let's say day one, you start your business. And first of all, let me backtrack really quickly. So the purpose of the LLC is to protect you personally. It is to protect you as an individual from the debts of your company. And that means if you get sued for something that happens in your business, if you're an LLC, they can't come after you personally. So they can't come after your car, your house, anything you own personally. That's what you're protected from now. Okay. Day one, you start your business. 
and you, for whatever reason, you're waiting to file the LLC. Well, day two, you start to blow up and make a lot of money and you accidentally do something that can cause you to get sued. You're not getting sued on day two, but eventually they can sue Uh you for it. Right. Well, now day three, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm making all this money. Let me go get that LLC. So you get the LLC on day three. Well, then day 100 plus somebody finds out that you did something back on day two and they're like, oh my gosh, like I just discovered this. I'm going to go sue them. And this could be day hundred, you know, year two, year three, they sue you. Mm. And by this point you are bringing in that money. You do have these assets now and you get sued and you're like, oh, I'm an LLC. I'm fine. I'm covered, but you're not. Because the day the act happened Mm. on day two, you were not an LLC. Gotcha. So you actually don't get that LLC protection because you weren't an LLC the day the act happened. Gotcha. All of that to say, you never know what's going to happen. And that's why you need to get this protection as soon as possible, just to, just to protect you, no matter what it's going to be there. You never know what's going to happen. We're not trying to break the law. We're not trying to do things, but we're human. Exactly. And it was so much easier than I thought to get an LLC. It was like, ridiculous. <laughs> like make it this big thing. And it's like, ah, I have to do this thing and spend a billion dollars. And it's like, actually, no, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I learned the hard way because I did spend a billion dollars to do it. And then found out later, it was like literally a certificate through my state for $35 yeah. a year. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then I, along with the LLC created the separate business accounts, the separate business mm-hmm. credit cards, really separated personal yes. versus business hundred percent. And that's where I lived for a couple of years mm-hmm. until just this year, when you're making enough profit and it makes sense from a tax perspective to move to an S corp. Is that, do you yes. agree with that? Okay. Yes. So the S corp, cause then you'll get the question, Oh, should I be an LLC or an S corp? It's actually the wrong question to ask because mm-hmm. you can't be an S corp until you are an LLC or a C corp, a corporation. Right. And as self-employed individuals, whether you're a sole proprietor or an LLC, you actually get double taxed. You're paying double self-employment taxes. Right. And if you are making enough money in your business to pay yourself a reasonable salary, and this is a legitimate W-2 salary, yep. then you can make that S-Corp election and just pay yourself that salary. And it, I mean, you obviously, if you're making a million dollars a year, you can't pay yourself $50,000 a year. That's not reasonable. Yes. But that is a conversation for your accountant to figure yep. out what's reasonable. And anything on top of that, after your expenses, that's profit. And that can be distributed to you and you avoid that double self-employment tax. Exactly. S corp, very, very beneficial for tax purposes. You do have to be making enough money to pay yourself a salary, but start like bring it in, like just pay for a one hour consult with an accountant. That's all you have to do. Figure out the exact numbers in your business and you'll be good to go. Yep. Oh, so good. And I try to do everything on my own. I see what you guys are doing back there. Okay. Like I tried to like do my own bookkeeping and do my own taxes. And I tried to do my own stuff. And then finally, you know, uh, six, eight months ago only. So I waited way too long. You know, I finally went in for a consult with an accountant and they found $10,000 in one hour that I was oh making my mistakes on. And I was like, I'm done. Take all my money. 
do the thing. Yep. And then right there, they're like, you're, you're way too big. You need to be an S corp. You're missing out on all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Cause you don't know yep. what you don't know. And so, yep. all right. So step one, LLC up, we're done with that. How do yep. they LLC up? You can, there's, so there's three levels. I like to tell people, number one, do it yourself, go straight to your secretary of state's website and file an LLC. That's the cheapest way because you don't have to pay any third party fees. All you have to do is pay the state filing fee. Then if you, the next level up would be working with a third party, such as the legalpreneur, which Stephanie has her links and we can file for you. We file it, get your EIN number, get your articles of organization, everything you need. And that's the second option because it's not quite working with an attorney. However, we do have fees. So it's our fee plus the state filing fee. Okay. Then the next level, which is the most costly option is working directly with an attorney. Hmm. Now I'm going to say like, honestly, not everybody needs to work with an attorney from the beginning. If you're a brand new business owner, nothing in your life, I'm going to, I was going to say nothing in your life is complicated, (laughs) but easy, easy. (laughs) We're all complicated, but if this is like your first business, you really don't have a lot going on personally asset wise, then honestly, you're, you're probably good to either do it on your own or pay a third party. You probably don't need to work with an attorney one-on-one, right? Unless you're like, look, I just need to make sure that it's getting done correctly. Then, and you want to get some advice and ask certain, like, yes, if you want to get those questions asked, absolutely work with an attorney, but don't be afraid to do it on your own or do it without an attorney. Because I, I love the Marie Forleo quote, everything is figure outable. I'm such a firm believer in that everything is figure outable. Agreed. Okay. I love this. So good. And you guys, yes. If you go to stephgas.com slash resources, um, I have the lawyer up section and you're just going to click that link. And the reason I'm not giving you a link is because you know how links change. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned the hard way. So go to stephaniegas.com slash resources. It's right there. It's under the legal and my code Steph gas as well. That can save you guys 20%. If anything we talk about, you decide to go with legalpreneur, which I highly recommend. It's that beautiful middle ground, you know, of yes. not DIYing it and messing stuff up, but not having thousands and thousands of dollars of lawyer fees. So, all right. So step one was we are going to put our entity together. We are becoming a legal company. What is number two? Number two is the contracts. Don't be afraid to use them. It's as simple as that. Don't be afraid to use them. And we have our contract bundles each. So we have different niche bundles according to different business industries. If you're a podcaster, there's a podcast bundle. If you're a business coach, there's a coaching bundle. So any niche that you are in, we have a bundle for you and it has all the contracts that you need. Every bundle that we have has privacy policy and terms and conditions. So all that's covered for your website. And then it's the niche specific contracts. So don't hesitate to use contracts. They are there to protect you and the other party. It's not there to slide something in and pull one over on the other person. It really is there to protect everybody involved. You know, do you have Andrea and you may not, but do you have like a list that shows us like what contracts we should be using for what, right? Cause so I buy the bundle from you guys and I have, you know, all the bundles from you and I just come up with things. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I have someone, you know, um, 
doing a, a, a coaching session with someone, but I might use their coaching session on my podcast. So I have the coaching client contract and I have the podcast release thingy that mm-hmm. they am giving me rights to use it on the show. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just me intuitively picking stuff. Mm-hmm. That is such a good idea. We just did a podcast episode about what makes your website compliant, Ooh, but I think that. that's a good idea to do like every, like different situations for different contracts. Cause we've done plenty of episodes about contracts, but I think having like one comprehensive, like, Hey, this is what you, that's a good idea. Really good. idea. And like a checklist for niche mm-hmm. you guys could have like, okay, you're the podcasting bundle. Here's all your contracts. And here's the, where you use those contracts. There you Good go. Idea. I love it. Yes, so yes. Once they do this, we'll include it for you guys in, in your bundles. Um, yes. now, so they come and they buy the contract bundle and that's just direct through the website and you guys yes. can use Steph gas on those, but I highly recommend that that has been a lifesaver for me. And when you open those contracts, I think what's so fun, the only part you need to worry about are in yellow. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> They've made this so easy for us because I don't know half the stuff, you know, it's like mm-hmm. indemnification. And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know, <laughs> but they got my back and all I have to do is fill in these yellow sections. And so that's been really cool. And then I use sign now. That's what I use for my signing. And it's great. You upload the contracts. You can create a short link to send to your clients or to mm-hmm. pop into like an email blast that goes out to podcast interviews. It's so user-friendly. It's so great. Yes. And the app that we're, so we are creating an app, which should be out in the next month or two. And with the app, you will actually be able to send the contracts to be signed from the app. We're going to have our own signature part of the app. Like, oh, so much is coming together with the app is super exciting. That's so, can you believe it? Are you like, I almost have an app. Like, is that crazy? Yes. (laughs) It's been, it's actually something that I envisioned almost two years ago. And I put that on, I put this whole project on hold and now I'm like in a good place again, where it's like, we're hitting the ground running. We're, yes, we are making all this happen. That's so good. So based on the bundles that you guys have right now, what bundles would you recommend? Or do you have like an all in one where people can buy the whole thing or do they just pick the niche? Cause I know back when I bought it, you know, I was able to grab, I think a majority of the niches and I've used stuff from all the different bundles Mm -hmm. because we have, we're podcasters, we're coaches, we're course creators, we're group coaching people, we're life coaches. Mm -hmm. What bundles should they buy? Yeah. So if you want everything, so you can get full access to the contract vault bundles, all of the contracts, if you are an annual legalpreneur member, which we'll get into in a little bit, but if you're not an annual legalpreneur member, you can purchase the different niche bundles. And if you're, you know, if you're a coach, we have a coach bundle. If you're a photographer, we have the photography bundle. If you, we have florists, we have breathwork practitioner. Like we have literally, we've pretty much thought of almost everything. And if we yes. haven't thought of it, let me know. And we will add that bundle because that's exactly. our goal is to make sure we have a bundle literally for everybody. Yes. So good. And so you want to really look at what do you do? So grab like the coach bundle or the, um, whatever your vocation is, and then the podcast bundle as well. Mm-hmm. And then the other bundle, where are the contracts like for your virtual assistants and to bring on labor? Mm-hmm. Is that a different bundle? We have a general bundle, general. which has the independent contractor agreements and NDA, like the 
confidentiality clauses, all that's included in the general bundle. Okay, good. All right. So y'all heard it there. Those are the contracts I personally use and recommend. Love them. And they're just so great. If you have issues or questions too, you can like pop in. If you end up with a membership, you have access to Andrea's live Q and A's. Like it's yes. just super nice lawyer in your pocket, you know, it's fine. <laughs> no big uh, deal. No biggie. So when you guys go to my resources page, I have a contract section. Just click that button. Same code, Steph gas as well. And you can save money and they're really affordable. The bundles are super, mm-hmm. super affordable. Please do this because it just protects you. All right, let's go. Number three, number three is my personal favorite, which is intellectual property. And it is my favorite because as an online business owner, everything you create is intellectual property. And whether you realize it or not, intellectual property is your business's most valuable asset. So it has to be protected at all costs. And so intellectual property, there's three buckets, patents, trademarks, copyrights, I don't cover patents. It's a whole nother ball game. Essentially they're inventions. Hmm. Now what I cover, my favorite is trademarks. And then we have copyrights and the simplest way to know the difference between the two. I know people get them confused all the time. The simplest way trademarks equal branding. So anything that identifies your brand, your brand name, your logo, your slogan, your podcast name, a service name, a product name, anything that has a unique name within your business, it can probably be protected with a trademark. Now, on the other hand, we have copyrights. This is all the creative content. So all of the works that go inside of those things that have a name that's protected with a copyright, your photos, your videos, your blog posts, the course content that you have. If you have a podcast, the name of the podcast is protected with a trademark. The episodes are protected with a copyright, right? So trademarks equal branding copyrights equal content. Okay. Simplest way to remember that. That's really good. So let's start with copyrights for a second, because I mean, all I know when it comes to copyrights is having the little C at the bottom of all my stuff with the copyright and the current date. Is that right? Or the date range? What do you want to do? Yes. Copyright? <laughs> and am I totally forgetting something that's no, super important? you're good. Okay. So the funny thing about copy, not funny, but the thing about copyrights is you have federal rights. The moment the work is created. Nice. That's why you see the copyright symbol anywhere and everywhere, because the moment you create that work, you own the copyright to it. As long as it's unique and original, you own the copyright. Now on our website footer, like the footers on all of our stuff that we have the copyright symbol, you want the date, the year to be the year that it was last updated. Okay. So once you update, like if you've updated your website this year, hopefully you have, it should be 2022. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. Cause I think on something, I have a range cause I didn't know the answer. So I'm like, I'll just put the range, but no, I only need the last date. That's perfect. Yes. yes. And you just, you just manually put that on all your stuff, your website, mm-hmm. our podcast has that space for it, you know, yep. copyright with that information. And that's just all free. Yep. Just yeah, do the thing. You do not have to have a registration to have copyright rights. However, you cannot sue for copyright infringement unless you have a copyright registration. Ah. That's where the difference is. Now, as the attorney that's worked with tons and tons of online business owners, 
your money's most likely better spent on a trademark application because what the trademark registration gives you most of the time is more valuable than a copyright registration. Because at the end of the day, you're probably not going to sue anybody. You, you can do what you need to do without a copyright registration. And the people I work with very small business owners, they have little to no legal budget and I have to help them make what they have go as far as possible. So that's why I say your money's most likely better spent on a trademark application. Now it's different for everybody who really benefits from registrations is designers. Mm. We work with a ton of t-shirt designers and they, we do have them in a consistent rhythm registering their copyrights, but again, varies for everybody. Okay. That's good to know. So let's talk now trademarks. I feel like this is the big, and this is the one that gets everybody like they're itching. They're squeaking, (laughs) even my eyes twitching. And I already have one, one, um, but talk to us about this. Mm -hmm. So, cause I think here's where I get weird with trademarks. I get weird with trademarks, Andrea, because somebody comes in and they're like, okay, I'm going to start this podcast and it's going to be called macros, macro mastery podcast. Okay, great. I'm going to go trademark today. Well, the issue is they just started. They end up rebranding six months from now. They dropped two grand on a trademark that doesn't go with them. So I'm always feeling weird around pushing trademarks on people when they're still like figuring it out a little bit. Like even myself, I used to be the mompreneur mastermind show. I was that for two years and then I was going to trademark that. And then I had this like God moment and I decided to fully rebrand the whole thing. I'm like, well, thank goodness. I didn't spend thousands of dollars on this other thing. So hearing that, and I'm sure you have to give us your legal opinion, but I'd love to know what you think here. So I have a great answer to this because like I said, I like the business owners we work with, they have little to no budget. I have to help you make your budget go as far as possible. And trademarks need to be a concern from day one. Okay. However, you may not need to file the application from day one, because just like you said, I've seen that happen so many times where people file. And then by the time the registration, they are approved, they've already pivoted. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, number one, you still want to do a proper trademark search. And this is more than just searching Google. And it's more than just searching the same exact name, because the thing about trademarks, it's not just the same exact name. That's trademark infringement. It's anything similar enough to where consumers are likely to be confused Mm -hmm. as to who the owner is. So I'm Andrea Sager law in the law firm. If there's an Andrea Sager legal, that's infringement. If there's Andrew Sager law firm, legal, any variation thereof, it's trademark infringement. Mm -hmm. Now that's why you want to do the search because you have to make sure there's not, obviously, you know how to look for the same exact name, but you also need to look for similar names Hmm. because I can't tell you how many people have done what they thought was, you know, a great search on their own. They didn't find anything but then they still get a cease and desist letter, you know, a couple of months after launching their business or their new offer. And it's because they, it was a similar, there's a similar name out there. So you need to learn how to do a proper trademark search and what we have. So we offer the trademark course Yeah, that teach it's very, very in-depth. The search module is our longest module because that's the most important step. And then of course we take you through filing everything, but the, 
the thing about applications is just like you said, like when is the right time to file? Mm -hmm. And what I like to tell people is, so number one, if money's not a problem, file as soon as possible. Sure. However, most likely you don't have an unlimited budget. So you want to wait until you have momentum. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is let's say you launch the offering one time and uh, obviously we're all hoping our first time yeah. you know, huge success and we're making millions of dollars, even, you know, even $50,000, a hundred thousand dollars, like, right. Obviously that's what we want to be making in our business. Right. So if you launch it one time and you're just testing the water, I don't think that's when you should file if money is an issue. Yes. Agree. But if you launch it and you're like, wow, this is great. And you launch it again. And you're like, wow, I'm not just testing anymore. Like, this is a thing. Like, this is a real thing that's going to stick. That's when you have momentum. And that's when you want to file the application for the trademark. Now, a few questions that come up for me here is a lot of times, like for my brand, we have Stephanie Gass and I'm the umbrella. And then I have six things underneath Mm -hmm. me, right. That are all called different things. And I think a lot of the women have a similar thing, like they have their name and then they have their podcast name or whatever. So how do you pick what to trademark if you're, you're not in the position to trademark five things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So priority, what is the priority? Right. So, you know, cause we'll have clients that come to us and they're like, I have like 10 things like I, and then they get scared because it's like, Oh, look, you have all these things. Like, well, I can't afford to do all that right now. And it's like, okay, let's take a breath. Yeah. Let's figure out out what's the priority. Like number one, if the overall brand is not yet protected, that's the priority. Agree. Right. And then the offerings underneath let's let, you know, let's assess the priority there. Like if there's something you don't plan on ever launching again, then you don't need to worry about that. If there's something that has, you know, you're going to keep launching, but it's making you a hundred dollars a year. That may not be the priority. So you really just need to assess the priority as far as how often are you launching things? How much money is it making you? And then just going from there and trying to build on your trademark portfolio, because the goal with all this legal protection is to build a wall Mm. and you want to build a wall of protection so high that nobody can get over that wall and infringe on your brand. So that's why, you know, getting the entity is the first layer of bricks. Implementing those contracts is the second layer. And then the trademarks and copyrights, you keep building and building until you just have this wall of protection. And it's like, go ahead, try it, sister. Like I'm protected and I know what I can and cannot do. Exactly. Oh, that's so good. I love that visual. And I like that you're saying, you know, over time, as you become more and more successful and as you have more and more momentum, you can add more and more layers. Like I'm just now at the point looking at trademarking all the different offerings that I have mm-hmm. under the brand, right guys. And mm-hmm. I'm a half a million dollar business. And so I wasn't at that point where I truly could really afford it. Or I wasn't even sure, you know, mm-hmm. I had just created CYC last year. So I waited to be like, is this here? Is this part of, is this like part of the core offering that I see 10 years from now? Cause otherwise it's not worth trademarking something that you're like, let me test this thing. Yeah, exactly. Like yep. be sure you're married to it before yes. yes, trademark it. Okay. Question on the trademarks. You know, I've heard through, I don't know, legal grapevine that you can use. Let's find out if this is true. The TM (laughs) on your stuff without a registration so that you can start claiming that those first use rights. Is that correct? Yes. So the TM 
you can use that on anything you claim to have the trademark rights to. It doesn't mean that you have the rights, right? but it means that you have a good faith belief that you have trademark rights to this. Okay. And the R circle symbol, that is when you actually have the federal rights. Good. Okay. And then last question on trademark, you know, sometimes people have a descriptive name, Andrea, like Mm -hmm. macros for moms podcast. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is you actually cannot trademark a descriptive unless you've used it for like X amount of time. Um, let me know. thoughts on this. Okay. Okay. You can now there's a lot, there's a big divide with trademark attorneys because, you know, 10 plus years ago, even five years ago, a lot of bigger businesses, they really won't waste their money on descriptive trademarks because it's hard to enforce, but really the only time it comes up is when you're suing somebody in court as an online business owner, we're not trying to sue anybody in court. We're just trying to enforce what we have. And even had, so there's actually two registries for the trademarks. Most like very few people know, unless you're a trademark attorney, you probably don't know that. Right. And if you're descriptive, you get put on the secondary registry, which is called the supplemental. The goal is to be on the principal registry. That's where you get the good rights, the big rights, the yeah. best rights. Yeah. <laughs> but as an online business owner, you want what you can get and being, having a descriptive name and being on the supplemental registry at the end of the day, it is pretty much just as good as being on the principal registry because number one, most people don't know that there's a difference. Mm. Number two, if you find somebody infringing on your name online and what, so the power of a trademark registration is if you find somebody online infringing on your name, you go to that platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, the, any podcast platform, anywhere it's hosted, right. You can submit a trademark takedown and those platforms typically will work with you to get that removed. Mm. However, in order for them to even give you the time of day to consider a trademark takedown, you have to have a trademark registration. Gotcha. And it, does not matter whether it's on the principal or the supplemental registry. Okay. That's where the power in a trademark registration lies now. And all we did this with the legalpreneur brand. I didn't have legalpreneur, the legalpreneur, they were all taken, Mm. but they were, it was, this was several years ago. Once I got the trademark registration, I submitted a takedown to Instagram for all these legalpreneur accounts. Mm -hmm. Literally within two days, they were all removed. Wow. And they gave me one. I, cause I said, I want, I want one of these and literally email them. And we actually just changed it recently because we were legalpreneur, but everything else, like our domain and TikTok, everything else is the legalpreneur. Ah. So we were legalpreneur and then we tried to change it. But once they get taken down, you can't man, you can't change it yourself. You have to contact Instagram. Okay. So I just emailed that same address. Literally, this was several weeks ago. And I said, Hey, we had this taken down a few years ago. We want to change it to the legalpreneur within 24 hours. We had the legalpreneur account. Amazing. And yes. And that's the power that a federal trademark registration can do. Okay. Right. That's so good. Oh man. Wow. I think this has been extremely helpful. I mean, just going through the three steps, you know, to recap for you guys, we have create an entity so that you can legally operate Mm -hmm. LLC up 
ASAP. End of story. Number two, contracts, which highly recommend the contract bundle through Legalpreneur, guys. And I'll, of course, link that for you. And then um, the third step is looking at intellectual property once you have momentum and really focusing on trademark, most likely for all of you and what you do. And looking at the, the umbrella first, then going down into the offerings, which you know, Andrea has the trademarking course, which I'd probably start there, see what you can do yourself as far as those mm-hmm. searches. And then from there, they can actually, if they decide and are at that point can trademark through you guys. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, okay. if you're looking for a more in-depth overall, look at the legal stuff, start with the five-day legal course, the legal challenge that we have. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie has it linked. That's the best place to get started for a more in-depth look overall at your business. And then we have further courses. Like we have the trademark course that teaches you literally everything you need to know Amazing. about trademarks. So good. Ah, oh, this has been so great. So Andrea, where can everybody come find you and listen to the amazing podcast that you guys have and, uh, tell them the places. Yeah. So our podcast is the legalpreneur podcast. We put out three episodes a week and it's very much one short legal episode per week, just bite-sized information. We, I don't like to throw too much at anybody at once. Cause I know how overwhelming it can be. And then we interview a rock star entrepreneur that mm-hmm. tells their story and how they've implemented the legal stuff in their business. Yep. And then I have a more personal slash business episode, another bite-sized episode, just giving my own perspective on business and, or the personal side of things. And the podcast has really been taken off this year. So definitely check that out. Would love any reviews and then Instagram at Andrea Sager law or at the legalpreneur. And then on TikTok at the legalpreneur. So good friend. Thank you for blessing us today. This was so great. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right, friend, that's a wrap. If you are ready to get a contract bundle, you want to take any of the stuff that um, Andrea mentioned, the five-day boot camp or check into her trademark course, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you're just going to head to stephaniegass.com slash legal and be sure to use the code stephgas at checkout to save some moolah. That's stephaniegass.com slash legal and lawyer up. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. Pretty please. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys, every time that I see that this show has impacted your life in some way. So if you'll do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Gass. I'll share you in my stories and then together we can share the love. God bless you, sis. 